And like in the beginning, yeah, like it was like fun because it was new and there was like a chase involved. But like like two or three months in, I'm like, get that dick away from me. Really? Yeah. But I would do it because you just got to do the dick, you know? Uh-huh. But, but you didn't like wake up in the morning and want to like I did suck not. his dick. I didn't. Ugh. Blowjobs <laughs> are the worst. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Gotta Eat. First episode of the winter. You're very giggly because you're so happy I'm back. (laughs) I am. I'm in a great mood. Your energy is great. Thank you. Um, but we should give a weather report. People, People you guys missed it last week. Upset. We did not know you cared. It's the coldest. It's winter now today. I'm so... I landed it's, from Charleston, South Carolina. It was sunny and 80 degrees to this shit. It's like 30. It's it's that like bone chilling cold. There's a few snowflakes earlier. But I mean, I'm here for it. It'll be dark in 15 minutes. It's four <laughs> o'clock. Just had lunch. It's dark. <laughs> had a sunset right. lunch. Um, thanks to Figs for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Figs is an amazing company that makes stylish and functional scrubs for the people who deserve it most. Figs is offering you 15% off your first purchase by using our code GGE at wherefigs.com. And thanks to Stitch Fix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. However you dress the styles at Stitch Fix can help you find your new favorite piece. Get started at stitchfix.com slash GGE to try Stitch Fix and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. I made it through. I said it four times. Okay, Stitch Fix. You had to write it four times. That was really unfair. <laughs> I feel personally victimized four by this times company. In 15 seconds. Okay. Ashley's like, she's going to fuck it up. Thanks to Ritual for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Better health doesn't happen overnight. That's why there's Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual is offering you 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash GGE to start your ritual today. Also, thanks to OpenFit for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to open fit when you text GGE to 303030303030. Okay, I want to talk about like your whole vibe and everything that's been going on and everything we just caught up on. But before we did promise we're gonna announce Texas this week. Oh, psh, I'm here for it. Um, so we're announcing Texas this week. We're guys, we're announcing Texas literally right now. Right now, it's happening, guys. So we're coming to Houston, Austin, and Dallas. In Aries season. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> um, so this time we are going to Houston. We're doing it right. We will be there March 26th during the House of Blues. Uh, we are huge fans of the House of Blues. We do we it in any city that we can do it in. Love an HOB. Yes. Um, if you guys um, sell that show out, maybe we'll add a Wait, second. I don't know. HOB, House of Beyonce. Is that a thing? No. I'm just saying Houston, where she's from. Oh, she's from Houston. Yes, H-Town. Okay. H-Town bitches. Well, I said Allegedly. H-Town bitches last week and somebody DM me. It's H-Town vicious. I don't care. Let me live. I didn't Someone know. one time DM'd me extensively. You, you need to stop saying Beychella. It's Beachella. Bitch, I listen to the album too. I know DJ Khaled says Beachella. I'm saying Beychella. Let me live. I hate well actually people. Well, actually. I... I, anybody that just lives to be a contrarian, shut the fuck up. You are insufferable and everybody hates you. Which, if okay. you start more than one <laughs> sentence a day with, well, actually, I promise you, everyone hates you and you're the problem. Okay, now I feel bad for this girl that's also part of the beehive, but I didn't need that DM. I'm going to say H-Town bitches. I love saying it. I've been saying it for years. I mean, I get it. Vicious, that's a fun word too, but I'm going to stick with H-Town I bitches. H-Town bitches. I feel like you just, it was like last week when, I, when you told me about the, the song lyrics. 
Yeah. I just feel but like your let whole me, life just changes. let me live. Let yes. me no, I'm not hurting anybody by right. saying the wrong lyrics. Also, I'm sorry, girl. Please come to the show. We don't hate you. It's fine. But I'm not gonna respond to that DM. Actually, I, we should give her a comp just because we shout all over. And I don't know what to be asking you. Just reach out to us. We're gonna comp your ticket to the show. <laughs> no, we will. We really will though. Bring it's a gonna be GA, not VIP, but we just comp that we don't need to meet you. Just <laughs> you probably don't want to meet us either. <laughs> Don't egg us at our show. Okay, anyway, so March 26th, HOB. Then we're heading to Dallas, March 27th, home of my father. We're doing the Majestic Theater we've upgraded from last year. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. March 27th, Cindy Hesseltine's birthday. Best day? Yeah. Maybe she'll come well, here. Your, your dad. dad will be there? My dad will be there listening to me tell blowjob jokes for two hours. Bobby Corey, second impression Bobby, will not be there, but he'll be in D.C. Yes. He and moved. Friday night. I think he's coming. He's coming Friday, Friday night. Sold out. Yeah. Saturday night is sold out. My ex is going to be there. DC is going to be lit. I can't wait. I'm sorry if you guys aren't coming. I can't wait. <laughs> um, and then finally wrapping up, we're going to Austin on yes. March 29th. It's a Sunday night at Emo's Theater. Also stepping it up, doing a bigger theater this time. Um, so big theaters, all three cities. I cannot wait for Texas. I can't wait I've either. i dying to get back. One specific opening act I can't wait for, but we'll, we'll have fun stuff at all three. So yeah. I gotta get on it. Gotta get on it. We're working on the Australia announcement. I know you guys keep messaging us. We promise you, we it's it's not us. It's them. Allegedly, we're going to Australia. Allegedly, it's not us. We're working on it. Um, and then we sell tickets for uh for LA and one of the DC shows. So check them out. Oh yeah, live shows. Can't uh, stress that enough. LA Wiltern Theater is going to be incredible. It's just it is. It's LA. It's you know, the we most have our beautiful theater. Pick of all the amazing talent in that city, and maybe some surprise guests. Who knows what's going to happen? But get tickets. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Ashley surprises me. I don't even know what happens at our shows until I walk on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley lets us know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll see you guys there. Yeah. Uh, Texas. So I just landed from... You are um, fresh char- off the plane. Fresh off the plane. Left your notebook on the plane. God, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. My moleskin. It's like, if I don't have it, nothing happens. If you guys see a girl's got to eat notebook on eBay... Because Raina left it on an airplane. Ashley asked me if there's girls got eight secrets in it. And I told her, I just I just Google the name Raina Hesseltine. I just doodle it over and over and over again. I said Google, whatever. I meant doodle. You meant doodle. <laughs> Raina. You know what somebody did to me on the plane? It was crazy. I was sitting, she was so nonchalant about it. I wasn't even sure it happened. Right. This girl ordered a cranberry juice. She just looked at the cup and just turned it to the right and just dumped it all over my jeans and my white shoes and my leather bag. And I, again, I wasn't even sure it happened because most people would like, Oh jump my God. Yeah. Like freak out. Like, I'm so sorry. I see her. She like grabs a napkin from the person next to her and she's blotting my bag. And I'm like, Oh, you just dumped a whole cup of cranberry juice on me. Right. A red liquid. Yep. No reaction or never even said she's sorry and just goes right back to her nap. So that's what happened to me. And then I landed and it's freezing. So, you know, you leave Charleston and everything's terrible. We love Charleston. Um, how was it? It was great. It was great. I was there for four days. It was really fun. I stayed at the Hotel Bella Grace again. Uh, it smells amazing. <laughs> they are so kind. It's my favorite hotel. I think about every day. I walked in to check in and she just like knew who I was, handed me a key. She's like, you're our last person to check in for the evening. We're so happy to have you here. They're just, I could not feel. Also, I I don't know if we talked about this, but it's the perfect location because if you turn left, it's all the shopping. If you turn right, it's all the bars. So it's like right there. And you can, when I was there, um, my friend and I, we like did like a perfect three mile 5k loop around the battery, which is like the best place to run in Charleston, obviously Uh like all the beautiful painted houses and like right back to the hotel. I mean, it's perfect location, perfect hotel. I didn't come because I don't work out. Yeah. I'm just saying, 
can't recommend enough. Hotel Bella Grace, obviously, you guys, Check them you out guys know we there. love it. Um, I had a great weekend. I ate a lot. I drank a lot. I had a lot of sex. <laughs> uh, that was my weekend. Um, I met somebody there two weeks ago, and I flew back to see him. Yeah. Um, Doing we had it. a lot of fun. So little thing about this guy. He has two pugs. <laughs> Which, if you guys, it's time for me to give my outdated movie review from 2012. I'm so the, glad you found a way to like the, work the, it. The in campaign there. is an amazing underrated movie with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell, and Zach Galifianakis plays Marty Huggins, and he has two pugs named Cupcake and Muffins. And I can't do the voice. My friend Travis can do the, his impression perfectly. Like Zach Galifianakis, he's like this. I mean, he's very seems closeted gay in that movie, but yeah. he has the two pugs like. The two pugs are hysterical. I cannot believe you were with two pugs I, all weekend. weekend. I okay. I walked the pugs. He almost convinced me to pick up a turd yesterday, which I was absolutely. Like, that, not. I no. wouldn't even pick up my own turds, and he was like, "In what scenario would you pick up your own turd?" And I was like, "In what scenario would I pick up your dog's turds?" <laughs> Zero scenarios. No, you don't. You're, you don't have a dog because you don't want to pick up shit. You're not going to pick up shit. I'm not going to touch a turd. And he was like, "You know, there's like a bag of materials." I'm like, "Dude, don't just don't justify it to me. I'm not going to do it." We had a nice time we played with the dogs we led around with the dogs but you walked them i walked the dog so your second dog walk ever (laughs) (laughs) everybody was very concerned like what is she gonna do with the dogs they're so small though i figured it out when i was a kid i didn't really like dogs which is shocking just more proof that people change over time Uh, i mean i was also a monster when i was a kid but like the first dogs i ever liked were my neighbor friends there were these two twin girls and their grandmother would come to town with a pug and I just remember being like whatever this dog is I'm into it they're very easy dogs to be around I think they don't need a lot they're cute they're really cute they don't really smell like yeah. they're, they're just easy they're easy for me to be around yeah they can be noisy and, ma- and like have nasal problems and snore and stuff but like I love I love a pug well, we didn't sleep with the dogs so I don't know what they sound like <laughs> I love pugs they're great he they was, probably watched you guys fuck though no we shut the door when we fucked oh. oh well they had each other yeah it wasn't like abusive yeah like a gentleman do you feel do you shut the door when you have sex? I do not. I don't. Lo- I don't shut Dewey out of my bedroom when I have sex. I just don't. I wouldn't do that. I feel like it's kind of mean. It's like his his bed. Like he doesn't get up on the bed. He doesn't stare at me. He's not like eye level with my ass. Bed, you know, yeah. like he just lays there and he's below the bed. I'm not seeing him while I'm having sex. I think I've said this at one time. Like with an ex of mine, he did jump up in the bed while we were fucking, and it was traumatic. I was like, Dewey, no. Oh, Dewey did. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if I want like a dog. Again, I'm not like an animal person. Dewey just doesn't, he's not doing anything. I mean, I I, I think I said this this other time. This was very beginning of the podcast, maybe episode two or three. I was fucking that guy. I was like bent over the kitchen counter and Dewey knocked over the coat rack. Like we were fucking the coat rack. Yeah, Dewey was pissed. He was like, you're not my dad. You're attacking my mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't love when dogs watch. So I was also those dogs like I could see them just being like, <laughs> like they make the crazy noises. Like, can you imagine you're like fucking a guy and there's two dogs like? <laughs> um, I can imagine I was in college and that guy that guy used to let his dog Rudy just sit next to the bed, eye level to nope. us while we were fucking. He like couldn't get enough of it. He like couldn't get enough of talking about the dog and sending me photos of the dog. And thank God the dog could watch us fuck. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Wait, if you guys haven't listened to our quote unquote pet episode, we can't, we talk about this. We, we touch on it lightly Uh with the episode doing a doggy style with Andrew Collin will forever be a favorite. (sighs) Love that episode. I cry laugh on the plane. Listen to that episode. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so that was my weekend. It was good. I don't have anything else to report. That is, that is it. I had a great weekend and you did too. I had a pretty good weekend. Yeah. I I had the, I had the comedy shows for the New York comedy festival. Um, I finished a book. 
I'm going to recommend it to you guys. It's called The Idea of You. This book came recommended to me from Grace and Becca, who are our friends at Bad on Paper Podcast. Another podcast we recommend. It's just a great... They talk about lifestyle books. They have guests like Cindy fucking Crawford yeah, was Eva on their Chen. podcast, Eva uh-huh. Chen. Yeah, so we recommend them a like lot. They're a classier version. They're a little classier version. They wear more clothing. Even at their classier. shows, I was like, yeah. this is a classier live show than I was. But um, that book, man, it is steamy it's like this author is like went to columbia mm-hmm. so it's like if 50 shades of gray was like good writing you know what i mean it's I'm, i mean i say that jokingly it's not sex the whole time but there are steamy sex scenes it's this like older woman who starts dating like it's basically if a mom started an affair with harry styles is what like a boy band mm-hmm. like rock singer that like her daughter's obsessed with anyway the way it ended gutted me i had an emotional reaction i was not okay about it today i um yeah i like had a good cry so that's that i'm not gonna give any spoilers highly recommend this book the idea of you and i don't know it it was a weird i had an emotional release and i woke up and i was like i think i'm gonna try to like be more open about dating i've just been like not caring genuinely not caring i just i don't i feel like nothing's missed in my life i don't care when i could be going on a date with a stranger i'd rather be at home with, with dewey or hanging with my girlfriends or just cooking dinner and having a night in so but i was like okay rain is off with this guy i'm just gonna put in some effort like just something. I'm going to do something. And um, actually, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait for people to like me on Hinge. But <laughs> if he likes me, he'll find me at home. On my he'll couch. find me in my home. But no, I, I did start talking to this guy and uh, we have a date next week. I'm Which, really okay, here, allegedly, because here's the problem. He was like, do you want to get drinks later this week? Oh, before, why were, we didn't say this. This is like before we leave for New Orleans and St. Louis. So we'll tell you guys how those show, shows were next week. Now it's Tuesday. We're leaving tomorrow's Wednesday. And he was like, you want to get drinks later this week? And I was like, I can, this was Monday. I was like, I can do drinks tomorrow, Tuesday or next week. And he was like, I can do Tuesday. Let's like get together next week, which I'm just like, that's the death wish for a random stranger date. Like you let a week go by. You just like, you both move on. But then he was like, well, let me get your number. And he just texted me. So it's promising, but I'm just like, we say this all the time. Like if you, if it's, if it's a Tuesday and you're like, let's go out next week. Cause someone's traveling. You just probably won't go out. I know, but then so I don't I, have high hopes. You're going to get a, you're going to have the balls and you're just going to be like, Hey, I'm back. Let's hang out tonight. Well, also it's good that a number exchange happened. Yes. I wasn't going to be like, here's my number, but he like asked for a number. So we'll see. I, I mean, I think that you're just also ballsy and confident. Like, you know, like I texted that guy last week or a couple of weeks ago who I'm no longer talking to, but I was like, Hey, do you want to meet me in an hour for a drink? Like, yeah. you'll do that. Like, I know that yeah. you'll do that. Well, so I just, whatever. It's a, it's a hinge date. It's nothing special, but I just haven't been on, I've just been not going on these dates. I've been not putting the effort. If I've, if a guy asks me out, I'm not interested in going. I've canceled a few. So I'm actually going to do it. I promise you if it, this, if it, goes through with him like if on his end like I'm going I'm excited and I'm I kind of want to go to Rolf's <laughs> just really test his threshold yes I love that idea actually there's, but there's stuff to talk about at Rolf's which Rolf's if you guys don't know it's this all year round Christmas bar but like once December hits you can't even attempt to get in there'll be a line around the block we tried to go at like two o'clock on a Tuesday we were like oh we're all ahead of the game nope, nope. can't even get in the door nope so maybe next week it'll be if it's already probably crowded but I don't know I thought that'd be a fun first date like a cheesy yeah an activity where there's something to talk about. So we're going to hold you to it. Everybody in this okay. audience. Everybody, everybody. Hold me accountable. Um, I just tell you this thing that happened. Okay. This is crazy. It's going to be a little bit of like a PSA slash story. It's not funny, but it's just whatever. Story. Strap okay. In. okay. So this was, I just haven't told Raina this yet at all. So I, I just, I followed, I fell off the map for four days. Yeah. I know better. I like leave you alone. You're great. So the other night at my show, um, 
we finished the show and everybody was like, we all hang out in the bar area after it's at this like pretty cool venue. And we're all hanging out after just basically just comics. Casey Balsham was there and uh, a couple other, a couple other guy comics. And this girl is like the last person left of like the non-comics, I guess. And we're about to leave. We're about to go to another bar. We were like looking what bars were near us. We're about to leave and go to another bar. She is hunched over, fully asleep, drunk. Her phone is in her hand. Like it's like as if she fell asleep texting like hammer drunk hammer drunk like not like totally not coherent huh okay what time is this like the show was over at 10 you know and i like at first i was like i should meme i wasn't going to i said you could meme that like that's funny so we were kind of like not making fun of this girl but just lightly in the back of my head i'm like i want to just still make sure she's okay i can't be out here saving every single drunk girl i see but like let's make sure she's good and then this man came out of nowhere. He had been like waiting till the end of the night. And this like big sweaty man came over and sat down next to her. And I was like, I just don't like this. I don't like it. I don't know if he knows her. I don't know if they came together. And he is like really in her space. He basically woke her up and he's like in her space. And I'm like, maybe he's a good guy. Maybe he's trying to make sure she's okay. Maybe he works here. I don't know. And so I am just like with kind of with an earshot, but I was like, I want to see what's going on here and get a vibe. I walk by, he is holding her hand now this like non-coherent drunk girl. He is holding her hand and I hear him go, so where do you live? And I was like, nope, nope. And I tell the guys and they were like, we'll go over and see what's going on. I was like, yeah, just guy to guy. Why don't you guys go see what's going on? Just, you know, whatever. I can handle this. But they were like, let's do it. They were like really chivalrous, great comedians. Um, Alex Pavone is one of them. I love that. The uh-huh. other guy's name is Mark Gagnon. Gagnon. Um, they came back and they were like, it's creepy. We don't, he doesn't know her. This is a bad vibe. And I was like, well, she's not leaving with him. So we're going to make sure she does not leave with him. He is, she's leaving with me. That guy's like, ha, we all get up to go downstairs. Everybody gets their coats. It's like a two level thing. And he has his arm around her. And I was like, I hate this. And so they go up to him again. He's like, I'm going to make sure she gets home. And I'm like, you're absolutely not. And we all go outside and I'm like, guys, get her a cab, hail her a cab. I'm going to take care of this. And I pull her away physically from this man. I said, do you know this man? And she's like dead behind the eyes. She's like, I don't. And he's like, I'm going to get her home. I'm going to get her home. He, we're like arguing me and this man. And he's like, I'm going to get her home. I'm like you're absolutely not. I physically pull her away. I bring her outside. We put her in a cab. The cab was like, I, and we're like, where do you live? She said, Jersey city. She like mumbled the words. He was like, I'm not going to Jersey city. The cab driver would not. Alex Pavone is like, dude, what the fuck? Just take her home. Like she'll pay. She has the money, whatever. He's like, I can't take her, put her in another cab. Can't take her to Jersey city. I'm like, I'm just with this bitch to get to New Jersey. Like, I'm just trying to send this drunk bitch to New Jersey and not get raped tonight. You know, like, hello, go back inside. I get her to give me her phone. That other guy left, the like creepy man left. Thank God. He like knew he was like about to be on blast. He could not get out of there fast enough. He leaves. I got her, I got her phone, luckily pulled up her lift and I was like, what's your address? She couldn't tell me. Luckily, there was a saved address in there from Jersey City. I was like, is your address 15 North 2nd Street? She's mumbled yes. I put it in $60. I'm like, we're going to get this bitch in a lift. She was like, where's my coat? Where's my coat? They couldn't give her a coat. She never coat check thing. I dump her bag out on the floor. I'm going through all of her shit to get the coat check thing so I could get her fucking coat and send her on her way. And we put her in the lift. And I mean, look... I don't know for sure that she got home okay, but she seemed to me like she was coherent and going to be okay enough to get into her home, you know, like know where she lived and need to get out of the car. But I still said to the Lyft driver, I was like, my friend's kind of drunk. Make sure she doesn't leave anything in your car. And can you watch her get into her house? He just seemed really nice. There wasn't a language barrier. He seemed like a good guy that was willing to help. And uh, I felt good about it. You can always say that to a Lyft driver or an Uber driver. You can say, can you watch me get inside? I've done it before, you know, especially when we were in Mexico City, we did it. We were like, can you just make sure I get in the house? Okay. I don't really know what they would do, but 
hot tip, you can always say, can you watch me get in the house? And he said, okay. So I did kind of put her fate in his hands, but I felt okay about it. I'm sure she's fine. And I don't tell the story to be like, oh, I'm a hero, you know, like brag about it. I don't get off on this. I think most normal people don't want to have to do stuff like this. But I tell the story just to drive home. If you see something, say something. Because I think people might have been like, this is fine, whatever. What's going to happen? Like, And we were like, no. We watched it from start to finish. And I just am sick thinking about what happened if that man would have taken her home. I love that you did this. I'm proud of you. I think that like, it's really, I think especially as New Yorkers, like our thing is just like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Right. And I just think like as a woman, you just know that like something terrible would have happened to you and you just want to like pay it forward in the world. And I'm so glad that you did that. And I think that like, you probably would have thought of that for a really long time. Like if, what no, happened? To I mean, person. it just got to a point where like, we, this probably took 20 minutes. Like right. we wanted to go drink. We had had a great night. Like we were ready to move on with our night. And I was like, we cannot leave this girl. Like you just have to step in sometimes, you know? And I just honestly felt sick thinking like that guy, that girl had like, she wasn't, I get kind of mean and belligerent when I used to get that drunk. And like, I don't know. I think I'd put up a fight. This girl just seemed like sweet. Like, I'd be like I don't want to think of what that man had planned, what it was going to do when he took her all the way to Jersey City or his house. You know, he probably just would have taken her to where he lived. Yeah, of course. And who, and she would have woken up there and she could have gotten assaulted or she could have gotten raped, whatever. That's I don't think that's being dramatic. Like, where did this guy fucking come from? He waited for the drunkest girl at the bar and then went over and started holding her hand. Girl, we've all been there. So good. I'm glad that you did that. I think it's a beautiful deed. And I think that we say that we like support women. And I think that you're. And girls, stop getting so drunk. <laughs> As someone who used to get that drunk, like, it doesn't serve you. I'm worried about you. You need to hear this. Stop getting that drunk and take care of your girlfriends. Don't leave them. And if you see something, say something. If you go up to a girl and a guy, this is a funny meme. This girl said she was at the gym and her boyfriend was like jokingly hitting on her, like being creepy, like jokingly. And some other girl came up and was like, hey girl, you ready to go? Like thought she needed saved. And Uh she was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. Any guy, if you go up and check on a girl like, hey, is everything good here? Do you know this guy? Any decent guy is not going to get upset about that. Right. Worst case scenario, some guy starts yelling at you and who cares? Fuck that person. But also fuck that person. So you did something good no matter what. Like if you feel off like women always know I think women's intuition is so strong like if you see something say something I just can't stress it enough good it made me sick all night to hear about to think about like what could have happened but yeah we did a good deed that girl woke up to an expensive ass lift in New Jersey but (laughs) but she did not got her there up to that man which is what the most important part of the story is Um, well, I'm glad that you did that. I'm glad that you gave the PSA. Wasn't that crazy though? That's yeah, a very crazy story. Like in real, it, like to see it happen. Like right. this it is 20 minutes. This is how it happens Five though. Like, I feel like we watched a like assault about to happen in real time. It was horrifying. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, movie review, PSA, weather report. We got it in. Don't DM us. And I'm out here in the world. <laughs> I, I said weeks ago I was gonna I was gonna be out here in these streets, and I am. I got to say, there is a lot to be said for actually setting a genuine intention. I feel like that's what I did too. I was like, I should like get out there more. I have not really made that intention. I've just been very unbothered and not caring. And I did. And like, I have a date. Yep. You did it better than anybody I've seen. You have been out there. (laughs) I'm a creep. No, but you really were like... I'm getting on the apps. And then you were like, I'm not getting on the apps. I'm not getting getting on on the streets. I've just been hitting the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll come to New York. We'll hang out on the New York streets. He's got to look for New York. He would look good here. He would look good everywhere. He's a beautiful man. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. You haven't brought up the dick yet. (laughs) Girl, it's bigger than this microphone. I saw it like up close in person (laughs) in daylight so many times. This morning, I was like, I don't know if I can do this again. Girl, are you okay? No. Did you get a plan B? 
Yeah, it's in my bag. I've been thinking about it a lot. My plan B? I was worried all weekend that I was going to get pregnant. Yes! I get, um, okay, listen. I am also setting an intention this week that I'm going to be better about birth control. <laughs> be better about it. Just fucking get it. Be better about it. You don't even have bitch. <laughs> Call Dr. Sean. Okay. I need a refill too. I'm going to text him today because um, there get, are... Let's get uh, best friend birth control. I need a new one too. We need it because there are so many babies inside of me right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's eight to 10 <laughs> and in my throat. Okay. Oh my um, God. <laughs> And in my butthole. <laughs> in that my, thing, I looked at him, yes, my not I looked clean at him yesterday while we were walking the dogs and I was like, I hope you know that thing is never going in my butt. And he was like, yeah, you're not the first person that's ever said that to me. I was oh like, my God. You're like, I also didn't need to hear that. Need, yeah, I don't but, need to hear that you've ever slept with anybody else. And also that's not going to fit in my butthole. So I hope you don't like butt sex. Yep. There it is. Thank you for being so proud Can't of me. Can't go a week without talking about our buttholes. Anyway, guys. All right. Well, let's start the episode. Okay, let's do it. Uh, well, I'm really excited to announce our guest today. We've wanted to have her on the show for a while. So in the house studio with us and Dewey, she has been a radio host for over a decade. She has her own show, The Taylor Strecker Show. Her podcast podcast taste of taylor uh she also is on a current nationwide tour opening for stassi schroeder a vanderpump rules please welcome to the house studio taylor strecker hey girl hey, hey. she's on the floor I'm with so dewey excited we're so excited to have you i've had you on the list of guests that we've wanted to have for a long time i mean wait tell me more about that <laughs> yeah let's, let's talk more about you um, i love talking about we that. just always want people that are like dynamic and exciting and have a cool story and they're gonna bring like a hot take to the show and like we know <laughs> that that's you. Thanks, girl. Well, I met you. I came on your, on your show. Your yes. Old, your old serious show, R.I.P. R.I.P. Okay, hard. Six and feet under, like re, for real, real. Maybe 12. <laughs> and I came on it and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll come on it again. And then it wasn't around. But then I got to watch you build this whole other thing on your own, which has just been so cool. Thank you. God, it's like, it's so funny. I just recorded a podcast before I came here with, um, do you know who Sam Roberts is? He works at Sirius XM Radio. Um, he, like, he basically took over for Opie Anthony, which is like insane okay. spot, you know? Yeah. And we were just talking about like imposter syndrome and I was and I was like doom and gloom and he was like, girl, look what you've done. And I'm like, what have I done? But it's so funny when you're in it, you don't see it at all. I almost feel yeah. like the more that happens in my career, the bigger failure I feel like. Does that make sense at all? Wait, so you feel like a decade and 12 years into being like a radio host, you still feel like a bit of imposter syndrome. Kind of, yeah. And like, I feel like getting fired definitely supported that. <laughs> and then like, there is a mourning period after being fired. You can pretend, like you can talk the talk all you want, but like, I was depressed. I had to watch Moana like three times a day. Oh. And it was just like, it was rough. I was in a non-compete for three months, so I couldn't even work for Oh my God. Months. So you were just at home watching Moana? It was supposed to be a year. Thank God for my lawyers. Oh, wow. It's L Larry, Larry and Harry. That's we'll call them. Are they, are they Jews? No, Marty and Larry. Marty is definitely a okay, Jew. No, those the are, best. Aren't yeah. those like the robbers from Home Alone? I feel like. Potentially. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of that over the holiday season. <laughs> That's Harry and Marv. Sorry, guys. I know my movies. Don't come for me. Don't you dare to I know Home Alone. Ashley loves to do movie reviews of movies that are 20 years old. Like it's a hot take. She I want everybody that. to have you guys seen Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> There's a cameo by, by the I president. I legit just watched it when I was in LA. Literally. It's so good. It's like so good. Ashley did a whole movie review of Scream last week um, and told everybody the whole cast of Scream. Like this was a hot take no one knew about. 1996. <laughs> Let's review Meet Me in St. Louis together. <laughs> um, okay, so you have this background, right? What should we talk about first? I don't even know like which road to go down with you first. Um, 
Let's talk about your dating life. Okay. So are you... Trey, know, interesting. Obviously, but are you dating, single, in a relationship? Tell the audience about your dating I am life. very much in a relationship. Okay. I'll probably be getting engaged this spring, summer uh, to a girl because I'm a lesbian. <laughs> Late in life lesbian. I Late guess. in life lesbian. And I hate the word lesbian. I'm like so anti that word. I like I say like lesbian, like thespian. Like a thespian. It's like a soft S. You're you going to start your own parade. Uh, seriously. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, but this is not like it was my whole life. I was like gay and was hiding it and closeted. Mm -hmm. I thought I was total straighto. And, um, I just was like, why don't I like dick? Cause no one does. I just like convinced myself that no one liked penises and everybody was lying. Wait, I'm so curious. So you okay. were married to a man for married five to years. a man for about five years. Okay. And we were together like sex. eight because engaged or dated a year and a half, engaged a year and a half together for almost five. So that's substantial. And then I was like one of those girls that was like, you know, like I always have a relationship. So I had like long term boyfriends since high school. And like in the beginning, yeah, like it was like fun because it was new and there was like a chase involved. But like like two or three months in, I'm like, get that dick away from me. Really? Yeah. But I would do it because you just got to do the dick, you know? Uh-huh. But, but you didn't like wake up in the morning and want to like I did suck not. his dick. I didn't. Ugh. Blowjobs <laughs> are the worst. But all my friends like that would, I mean, I grew up in like the sex in the city culture, uh-huh. you know? So it was like, let's go get cocktails and talk about dicks. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I don't get what we're doing here. And then I worked my first job in radio. I worked for Cosmo Magazine Radio. Oh all we God. did was talk about sex. Right. And they gave me an option. They were like, you want morning show or night show? I was like, night show. I'm like a party animal. I can go out to I clubs after. Dick. And then they were like, okay, so that's like the heavy sex show. I was like, I'll take the mornings. I'll figure it out. <laughs> So and when you <laughs> when you talk to your friend, I'm very curious about this. I, I have a girlfriend who's also like identifies as gay. She's married to a woman, but she said the same thing. She just thought that like everybody was pretending to like dick, pretending. And or I like, thought, they, I, thought I thought y'all were stupid. Did yeah. you talk to your girlfriend? Did you feel like you had people to talk to about this? I mean, so I grew up in a household that was very Catholic, very conservative, and my mom was like, "Sex is for marriage," and like my mom and dad. They will say to the day they die, and I believe them. They said that they were virgins when they got married. They mm-hmm. also got married at 21, so that tracks. Sure. Okay. But in my mind, I kind of too was like, maybe this is Catholic guilt why I don't like sex. Cause like maybe in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not supposed to be doing it, and like Jesus is watching, and so like I should feel bad. Um, so I kind of had that for a while. Like I was just like a goody two shoes good girl, and I was just feeling guilty about being a quote unquote bad girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I was married, I'm like, yeah, no, it's still not, it's not, I'm not loving this. I don't know. I thought my friends, I kind of thought everybody was lying. I did. Yeah. Okay. But I also did have friends too who kind of felt like me. That's how I feel about Game of Thrones. I'm like, do you guys really love it? Or are you just like all on the bandwagon? <laughs> it's totally. A big conspiracy. Totally. It's like, but do you really know what's going on? Because like I'm so lost and confused. Right. Like none of you guys understand this fucking show. Every single week you complain about it, but you love it. Mm-hmm, I bet. But people always say that you like what you're good at. So guess what? Fucking your sister? I'm bad at fucking. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, incest. Great at incest. Well, I sorry, mean, we, we must, I think incest are you talking about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones? No, yeah. no, 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 I'm talking about Taylor. It's a little hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, Taylor, wait, does she have My brother and I fuck. I just wanted to glide just glide right over that. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, I have a little crush on my brother. <laughs> Okay, we can just move on from that. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, because I... Okay, but I feel like people... I'm I, an incestuous slash lesbian. Nor, normally, people would be like, totally me too, but I just I couldn't say it. I couldn't either. <laughs> I was like, should I? No, I'm not going to. We're just know. sitting here like no, judging like, you. Zach, oh my God, remember, imagine if we could get married. And he's like, no. I think he was so relieved when I was a lesbian because I think for a long time he was like, I think she likes me. <laughs> 
He's perfect. Listen, I want to be clear on this. I'm like a mother talking about her baby because we're 11 and a half years apart. So if I had like a really unstructured upbringing, he could be my child, biologically speaking. Oh, he's 11 years younger. So I feel like like he's my my age range. So is he single? Oh my God. Yes. He is? That's a good age for you. I would hook that up. He is a Harvard graduate. What? Uh, He's cute as a button. Say no more. I don't want you to be jealous of me. Oh, I will be. That'll be a problem. (laughs) We'll have some problems. Let's not do it for our friendship. Okay. We'll talk later. How (laughs) tall is he? Oh, he's like six one, six two. Oh, all right. Well, you guys, and he's got talk. a bot day. Let me tell you. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I've been checking it out for years. <laughs> that dick is so nice. Okay, all right. So recently, my girlfriend and I Taylor's were talking like, about, I only like one dick, and that's my brother. We we're talking about having kids, and I was like. You know, I only want one, so I'm like, so one of us is going to biologically be the child's parent, and the other one will not be biologically connected. And my Taylor, oh, my girlfriend's name's also Taylor. We're so gay. Oh, so oh your she, girlfriend's, oh, wow. Taylor and Taylor. So, funny. so she wants to carry, because, you know, she's a bitch like that. But I'm like, you're six feet tall. You should carry, because this body cannot handle that. Okay, like, I can right. barely handle, like, the weekend, let she alone a child. She 50 pounds. You wouldn't even notice. Like, she's legit. Not, absolutely. Right. And I was like, so how will I feel connected to the baby? Because it's always about me. And right. she was like, I don't know. And I was like, what if my brother was our sperm donor? And then it's like technically in my family and then it's like I'm having a baby with my brother and she was like I'm not fulfilling this fantasy we're not doing oh it oh my god <laughs> so your kid would be your sister no my nephew or niece yeah so this happened to a friend I have a friend okay, of mine got a, it a girlfriend her brother is gay uh-huh. and they broached that topic with her and we talked to her about it like how would you feel it, it gets a little the kid it's tough to tell the kid like you're Aunt is really your mom. I think that's where it would be so confusing. Like it's not. It's she's to her take and my take too is like I would do anything for my brother. If it's more just like what that kind of does to the kid, and then also like the person who's the donor slash not the actual parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then like they have to bring that into their next relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And you go to like holidays and family. I don't know. I mean, teach their own, and I think that you know whatever makes you happy. But I think I would be jealous. Jealous. Their thing it. was just they're so attractive that he was like, we want the genes. You know what I mean? That's like Zach. He's smart and attractive. Yeah. And Harvard. <laughs> and Harvard. Wow. Okay. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. So right, before this Ashley is our, starts, this is our incest <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited to be you part thought of that everybody title. was lying about dick like they lie about Game of Thrones. Totally. And that was just that. I conceded. So when I met, I call my ex-husband husband. I think it's just kinder. It's okay. like ex is so aggressive. Was been was my husband. So you guys are cool. We're so not cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when you guys were together, were you? <laughs> he hates you me. You say things and things. <laughs> like I sometimes my this is a crazy story. Do? This is a crazy story, and I've never told this, and I cannot believe I'm telling you guys right now. Do it. So it's gonna be. I mean, I'm gonna get myself in so much trouble. So my when no I, one listens to this. Yeah, no one's listening. So when I first move into my apartment post marriage, so I was like, listen, I want the divorce. I'm gonna move out. I thought we were going to sell the apartment because that was like in the prenup, but like, (laughs) he still lives there. So whatever. (laughs) But I moved out and I was like, I wanted to move into like a luxury building. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, Like I need a little dorm and I need a little luxury, you know? So I had to get a guarantor because you have to make like, what is it? Like six or 80 times. 80 80 times. 80 times your monthly rent on a, for a guarantor in New York. impossible and insane. Yeah. So I asked my parents, duh. And my dad goes, you know, no. And I was like, why? And he was like, what if his family kills you? And I was like, that's 
your concern is that I'm going to get killed by the Jewish mafia? Oh, They're not in the Jewish mafia, by the way. I want to be clear. But I was like, but I guess that's a testament to how much him and his family don't like me. My dad was concerned about your murder. What if you die and then I have to pay your rent for the next year? Uh, That's so my dad did not guarantee me. I love your dad. (laughs) I don't even know if, like, you know how, like, you just trust your parents and what they say is fact like if my dad was worried I was gonna get murdered I'd be like well I'm gonna get murdered no like, like my dad knows what's best his he knows family, what's happening he can they're see not it. murderers they would never murder me but like I guess the point is they don't like me so much that my dad that thought might have crossed his mind that like what if one day they hire a hitman I okay. like that he's not worried that you're gonna die he's worried he's gonna be on the hook for the rent <laughs> yeah that really hurt my feelings that was the one that really hurt my feelings <laughs> He's like, like, what what did you do to him? Why does he hate you so much? The question, girl, is what did they do to me? And what did I tell the truth about? Aha. That's where the, that's where it all lies. I I was like, my ex-in-laws are just very, I'm not going to say private people because they call themselves pillars of the community, which private people don't really say. I feel like anybody Mm. that says I'm a, that sentence, I'm a pillar (laughs) of the community probably thinks that they're a private person. Right. (laughs) They probably think a lot of things about themselves that aren't true. True, true, true. Um, So I had a microphone in front of my face for so many years. And so what I would do was on Sirius, I would like, I got really good at like making like mishmash stories. So like I would tell stories that happened to me, but I would like combine two so that people couldn't quite figure out if I was talking about them. Because it gets you in a lot of fucking trouble. We know. So post, I mean, post-divorce, post-separation, post-divorce, and then in a new relationship with a girl, I had to come out on the air. So of course, everybody was like, oh my God, we now understand. That's why you got a divorce. You're a gay person. And I was like, no, I got a divorce because I didn't get along with my Mm in-laws. And let's be clear on that. This wasn't like, because, and that was the thing is when I came out to my parents, it was hard. They're great now. But my mom was like, wonderful. Now his family gets to tell the whole world, i.e. their friends, that you were gay the whole time and that they did nothing wrong. Because like, really they had, listen, it takes two to tango. So I'm culpable as well. You can't fight with yourself. But they had skin in the goddamn game. They did not make it easy for us. Can we talk about that? Is that a Absolutely. But that is but that is so true. Of course that's what they get to say. Of, of course. course. Of course they're just like, mm-hmm. well she's a les- she was a lesbian and yep. she always was. She yep. was a girlfriend now case closed. So when I had the, when I finally came out cuz it took me like about a year to come out on the uh-huh. air. So they had a whole year of telling everybody, everybody. like in their circles in the, in in the city. In the community that are pillars of. Of course, pillars of the community. You, you have to believe them. And um, anyway, so when I came out on the air, husband texted me. At this point, we were amicable. And he texted okay. me and said, I just want to say congratulations on coming out on the air. That takes a lot of guts. So nice. Next comma. Okay. Stop talking about my family. But what I was doing was I wasn't talking about his family directly I was telling my story right and that was something that they never quite understood like they didn't really live in the real world they lived in their pillar of the community world and they liked that and I was like a damage and a threat to their dynamic and like the stories the narratives they told themselves they didn't like that I had a different narrative than them like their narrative was I, I remember fighting with one of his family members one time and I said you weren't nice to me it was like that simple and the response was all my friends love me huh that's not no. You weren't nice to me. I don't give a shit about your friends. Right, and also, right. I'm you're running, and they don't like you. Absolutely. But that's besides the point. That's you, this that's is about crazy, me and you. Yeah. Like so, no accountability. No accountability. No self awareness. No like it wasn't even logical. And so like for me to tell my side of the story and be like, no, it's because and I didn't really even go into details. I was just like didn't get along with the family mm-hmm. and. 
that and that alone just like made them so mad because they had a whole year of getting to tell the world it was all Taylor's fault. And so, and I and I told them I am not going to stop telling my version, and like you can't prevent me from telling my side of the story. And basically, he was like, I was basically like, and thank you for reminding me why we got a divorce. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about this stuff, like not just as a person who has like a platform or radio show, but anybody that like has a problem with someone's family, whether it's your in laws or you weren't married, just like feeling like your narrative is not their narrative. You know, whether totally. you have a giant platform or not. Yeah. Okay, we're going to just take a pause um, just to talk about some of our partners and we're going to get right back into this because this is amazing. Okay. All right, we are going to tell you guys about Stitch Fix. It's an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, accessories directly to you. So basically you go online and you take like a, a quiz and you talk about like what your lifestyle is like, what you do for work, you know, do you need stuff for going out? Do you need something fancy? Do you need stuff for... Um, whatever, whatever it is you need. Um, do you want jeans? Do you want skirts, et cetera? So they send you a box. They have a stylist really go through what you like, and what you need. Do you want to show off your cleavage or your legs, et cetera? I mean, I thought that the, it was pretty extensive, but it took 15 minutes. Um, and then they send you a box with all this stuff and you can say, do you want shoes? Do you want purses? Do you want jewelry or clothing? And they'll send all of it to you. Um, you can also pick a price range and pick, uh, different kinds of designers that you like, which I thought was super helpful. Uh, so if you want really high end stuff or you really just like to shop at the gap, you want something more low end, not low end, but affordable. Um, anyways, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, there's no subscription required. You can pick between automatic shipments or only getting new pieces on demand. The shipping exchanges and returns are always free. They were super easy. Like I sent back a pair of jeans that I wanted, but I wanted a different size. I had a new pair two days later. Um, and then the only fee essentially is a $20 styling fee. It's automatically applied towards whatever you keep from the box, which is phenomenal. So I love it. I think it's really fun and easy. I'm not like, a, I like shopping, but just to have something like personally delivered to you um, is great. And I love the company in general. I think they have a phenomenal story. So we have a great offer for you guys. You can get started with Stitch Fix at stitchfix.com slash GGE to try Stitch Fix and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash GGE, stitchfix.com slash GGE. Check it out, guys. I love it. You will love it. I am telling you guys about Ritual. Basically, it's the vitamin that all you women need in your life. I'm, I've been trying to take vitamins every single day. These are the vitamins that I take. I just noticed my hair, skin, and nails look better. I mean, their vitamin, the essential for women, two pills daily. It's basically like the prenatal vitamin, imagined, obsessively researched vitamin for women, um, all the nutrients that we're missing out of our diets in two easy to take capsules. There's no weird taste. They have a minty pop of flavor, no shady additives or ingredients. You can really dig deep on the label and you're not going to see anything that's going to be surprising from D3 to omega-3. They fill the gap and they fill the gaps in a woman's diet, gentle and empty stomach, all the things. Pretty perfect. A subscription is easy to start. It's easy to snooze. It's basically only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every month, no strings attached. We both take it. We like it. It's just something easy to do for your body. If that's been a goal of yours to just get a little healthier, this is exactly the place to start. The vitamins are super cute. Leave them out. They're like gold and pretty. We love that about them too. And uh, we have a discount for you guys. Obviously, better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash GGE to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash GGE. All right, back to Taylor. 
Okay, so you were saying, I, I love that we're talking about this. We've never talked about in-laws um, on the show. So it's a real you thing. You almost called off your wedding because of this. Yeah, and so... Oh, I, so this was from the start. Well, they were really good for the first year and a half of our dating. Plus, okay. I was also really drunk and on other substances. Right. And like, and also, we were going to nightclubs. We were going on vacations. I was very distracted. Right. I was buying Christian Louboutins for the first time. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um, and then we got engaged. And then... It started, and it started over bridesmaids' dresses, which oh, is so God. dumb. Yeah. Um, but and the second it happened, I said, "Oh my God!" Basically, somebody in the family who was going to be a bridesmaid said, "Like, I was just in a wedding and I had to wear the ugliest bridesmaids' dress. What are you thinking for yours?" I said, "I honestly haven't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. We just got engaged, literally." And I said, "I don't know. You know, I'm from New England. I'm like a like a wasp. I'm thinking like tea length." And she was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "Well, then." Fine, some something else, and then she was like, "No, you will do Grecian," and I'm like, "What? Just stop!" That's so weird. And so it was just getting very aggressive for like no reason. Yeah. And then was been then fiance walked out and was like, "What's going on?" I was like, "We're just talking about the bridesmaids' dresses. It's super fun." And so she walked away. She was like in a fucking mood, and I looked at him and I said. I started crying and he said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I just realized that your family's going to make all the decisions about the wedding and I'm just going to say yes to them because I want them to like me and I don't want to fight with them. And he went like this to me. Oh, that's sweet. And I went, oh, fuck. Taylor. I feel like I have like chills from that. And then you're like, and I don't like your dick. And I don't even like that dick. What am I hitting? I love your credit cards. I love your credit cards. So they have like, they had money to Were they paying for the wedding? Um, No. My parents paid the same amount as them. And then I chipped in the same amount as everybody else. So it was like a same split. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was the thing too. I mean, like, listen, no, they're definitely like, they're pillars of the community after all. They're wealthy. But can I get real? In New York City, they're not New York City wealthy. Right. And that sounds really fucked no, up. No, it doesn't. It's just it's we know that we know what you mean. Like if you're if I'm gonna suffer under that and my life's gonna be in your hands, I better have yachts. <laughs> I better be on private jets, but like really good ones, not like dinky shitty ones. That's so true. <laughs> like if I'm gonna be miserable, like I better be on a fucking yacht. I need hedge fund money. With your, sh- honey, yes, with your shit family, we better be on your goddamn private jet <laughs> if I'm gonna hate you guys. I get it. Right. Like there needs to be way more money than this. <laughs> To get me to like sign on for the rest of my life. Okay, so you're planning your wedding and it's starting to wash over you like this is going to be a problem for the rest of my life. Um, so my parents were like, we're not spending like our third of it until you guys go to couples therapy. So we started going to couples therapy. Was it the family? Yep, because we because at the end of the day, honestly. The family can be the family. What's important is that your spouse Sticks has your back. And yes. you didn't feel like that. And he was waffling. It's been his whole life to be like the like best good boy son to this family, the best brother to his sisters. Uh-huh. So like it was he was just doing what he knew to do. Like, he has to be a good guy. I actually have to say like I I like adore my ex-husband. He I know he doesn't like he's still mad at me. So he's like because of what we're doing right now like this makes him hate me. But I I really he's a great guy. Like he just needs to be with a girl that his family like totally co-signs and or or that like doesn't have a ton of opinions and it's kind of just like whatever. That sounds like crazy. you. Yeah, yeah totally that's, sounds you like you. Sound me. super docile. Yeah, how does this even <laughs> how does this even work in the first place? Well, no and offense. Then the fact that I had a radio show that was just like constant fear. Do you know what I mean? And uh, there will yeah. never. But it, like my Some thing is. Some family with money that thinks they have like a high, like they, that they think they're like probably more important than they are. Yeah. You're their nightmare. Nightmare. But then I'm like, but if I'm your nightmare, only give me good things to say about you. Imagine that, you know, yeah. kiss my fucking ass and then we'll be great. I'll be raving. But I'm like, you're totally crazy. If you think that you're going to do this shit to me and I'm not going to read your emails on the air. I'm not going to say it's from you. 
But I'm going to read the emails on but the Everybody's going to know it's from you. No, they didn't. I'm a really good hider. So oh, what would you say it was about somebody else's family? I would say like, I would say like, oh, I have a bridesmaid that's no longer in the wedding party because oh, she sorry. did this. Okay. So people, I mean, maybe my audience is pretty smart, but maybe some people were like, okay, okay. you know, she like, oh, maybe it's a bridesmaid who got like who she got rid of. So now we don't know who it is. This was also, don't forget, in a time where there was no Instagram. Less easy to stalk people. Absolutely. For sure. So like this starts to like wash over you. This is going to be a problem. He doesn't know how to manage it. He will not like tell his parents to back off of you. And this yeah. creates all and these And also the thing problems. too was, it was like par- parent-in-laws are tough because you know, you want, who doesn't want to be liked? Like a lot of, a lot of times the narrative in their mind was you're trying to rip our family apart. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's what you do. You come into a team of like fucking 27 because they had a huge family, like uh-huh. close cousins. And I'm like, and you just try to fuck shit up. You're just going to unibomb the whole family. That's what yeah. you're going to do. She's trying to rip the family apart. You're oh, like, I'm good. You're like, out. I have a radio career. I just bought Louboutins. Like I have my own shit. I don't care about you guys. Just be nice to me. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> or talk behind my back. Remember when I said, say it to my face, scrap that, go back to talk That's behind my so back. That's so true. That is so accurate. Just say it. Like when people, like people send us like nasty oh, DMs or oh. they'll write like bad reviews. I'm like, just talk behind our backs. Just some manners. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Talk about this all you want in private. <laughs> so why did you decide to go through with the I wedding? I was a pussy. I was no, it's not being a pussy. I don't know. Well, I called my, I remember driving back. Did you think like this is supposed to be my life like I found this rich nice guy or whatever and like of course like why I can't call this wedding off and also it was like I was on the radio it was like the height of my career like we were covering on the show like I'm like this is so embarrassing but you're also like I'm a normal person they will have to come around at some point and that was it I was like no I can get them here we can do this together I will go to therapy alone I will go to therapy with him we will figure this out they will make them love me and we will make this better but you know what like because of like the reputation was so important, the privacy was so important. I broke that code when we were in the engagement phase. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I honestly, when I read the email on the air about the bridesmaids' dresses, and I said it was a bridesmaid who was no longer in the bridal party. So by all accounts, nobody knew who they were. This is before social media, by the way. Right. But they were like, circle the wagons, we hate her. Circle the wagons, we hate her. And then, and that was it. There was no coming back ever from it that. never came back five years. Never came back Did from you? It. I'm so curious. Did you ever say to them, like, I always wonder with people like this, do you have like a come to Jesus moment where you just finally look somebody in the face and say like, I, I know you don't like me. Can we just fix this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was fine. I said, listen. Who was the, was it the, was the mom? I actually liked the mom. Like, like oh, listen, we, we had some stupid fights. It wasn't fights. the mom. We had some stupid fights and she could be real bratty, okay? And, like, and be mom. super so passive aggressive. Who was it? It was not a parent. I'll say that. Okay. 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 And honestly, I feel like if this person wasn't the family, like was never born, um, I think it actually would have been fine. Oh my god. Honestly, gosh. I really do. But it was just we, the two of us could not get over it. And this person was, just happened to be the one who was kind of like, had the most say out of all the siblings. Does that okay. make sense? No, yeah. she like egged everybody on against you. She was kind of like, yeah, that was just like the role in the family, what she says goes, and her narrative is the reality, and that's just that. Mm-hmm. Um, which but, would be me and our family, actually. Which would be me and I was our thinking family. that, like, like if you like, decided if you I had a problem yeah. with, so I mean. So think about this when, you know, you have a brother, you said. Mm-hmm. So when your brother, like, eventually gets married, yeah. think about the power you exert over I, their I happiness. Mean, he dated one terrible girl, and I was like, this, she will never be in our family. No, that ever. was me. 
Hi. I've, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I would love if my brother was with somebody like you that I was like, that was like me and we could be we best could friends. Be boys I love his, yeah. Yeah, I love his girlfriend. Um, but no, it was bad, but he was bad for her. She was bad for him. He was having anxiety attacks, whatever. We got rid of her, but, um, but they felt like that about you. Totally. Oh my God. And so basically it got to a point where I was like, listen, I think my real issue here is that we have to always pretend that we're best friends. And then like, no one talks to me at the dinner. Super weird. Like he like brought me with Chanel bags mm-hmm. and I took them because I'm, I'm that girl. kind of bitch. Right. Fucking huh? Chanel. Sure. I'll go to a dinner and have nobody talk to me. So he was like, I, <laughs> but, then I to... but then I felt gross. And I was like, I'm giving the Chanel back, but I didn't. I still have it. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's, you want to know? Caviar, jumbo classic, um, like tan with gold hardware. Why does oh, anybody ever nice. bribe me with anything other than like potato <laughs> chips? Like people look at me and chips. people look at me and they're like, she's more of a gap kids kind of bag. You know, I don't want to get her oh anything. Oh my god. Nice. All right, well, we're gonna take another quick break to talk about our partners that are not Chanel or Gap Kids, but um it is figs, and we are so excited to tell you guys about them. Uh figs is scrubs. Hi quality, comfortable, stylish, functional scrubs for the people who deserve it most. For years, nurses, doctors, dentists, other awesome medical professionals were forced to wear scratchy, ill-fitting scrubs. No more. These are super cute. They come in all the colors you need, different styles. There's a jogger. There's all white. I love the all white. We sent them to our friend Lee. We always say this every time. She is a... Miss her every day. I love her. (laughs) Miss her every day. She's our doctor. I call her basically a gyno. I feel like that's not actually her term, but um, she's high up there in the medical field. So she loves them so much. We send her and she was like, oh, these are like high-end scrubs. These are great. Antimicrobial, protects from germs and bacteria, ridiculously soft, moisture wicking, and features four-way stretch. Yoga waistbands, can't stress that enough. Wear them around the house, even if you're not a doctor or a nurse or a medical professional. They come in a variety of styles, like I mentioned, classic straight legs, joggers, skinny styles too, and they give back. Every time you shop at Figs, they give scrubs to healthcare providers in need around the world through their Threads for Threads initiatives. They've donated hundreds of thousands of sets in th- 35 countries. Since we're coming up on the giving season and the holidays, I just think this is an amazing gift for anybody that's a medical professional, whether it's somebody that you want to thank that helped you out on that side, or you have somebody in the medical field that's a friend or a family. I think this is just such a cool gift. You can get them actual scrubs or you can give them a gift card. I just can't think of anything better to send somebody if you're trying to tell them thank you. So whether you are one of the awesome humans that work in healthcare or someone that wants to say thanks to these deserving folks, Figs is going to make that easy by providing you with a 15% off your first purchase by using our code GGE. Get ready to love your scrubs or give them to someone else to love. Head to wearfigs.com, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter our code GGE at checkout. Yes, and while we're talking about um, looking good in clothing, we're going to also talk about looking good not in clothing. Uh, so we're talking about Open Fit. They take the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Okay, you guys know I don't work out. This is exactly my vibe. The reason why I don't love to work out is because I get dressed. I walk to the gym. I feel really uncomfortable working out in front of other people because I'm not as like fast or coordinated as other people. So I love Open Fit. I've been using services like this for years where you can just stream all these classes in the comfort of your home. And so whether you want to do something that's a little more relaxing like yoga or you want something more high intensity, you can stream all of this. It's great also for my lifestyle because I travel all the time, uh, but also you can do it at home and you can stream it on your phone or your television, any kind of tablet. 
And I think it's a really great way to just stay in shape. And if you feel a little bit weird about going to the gym, it's the perfect thing. And there's no excuse to not do it because you can literally do classes for as little as 10 minutes a day. Hotel rooms, great if you travel a lot. Yep. Ashley can watch me work out in the hotel room. <laughs> I said no eyes on you, but Ashley's eyes will be on me. Oh, um, but I think it's a great way to, to motivate yourself. They also have meal plans for you guys. Uh, it's not just one workout plan. It's literally hundreds of workout plans with hundreds of trainers. So you can really shop around and see what you guys like in terms of the vibe. And so in order to do that, we're going to give you guys a discount. Um, they have changed the way that I work out and you guys can text GGE to 303030 and join me on my fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now during the Open Fit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to Open Fit when you text GGE to 303030. That's 303030. You'll get four, full access to Open Fit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text GGE to 303030. Disclaimer, there are standard message and data rates that may apply. Okay. All right. Back to Taylor. Yes. So you were telling us about this conversation you had with a problematic family member of your husband. Uh, Please continue telling us about it. So basically, we had this, I I was like, let's just stop pretending we're friends. I want that. I want to stop. And that was like the final big fight that like, we had. Like, was this like a sit down? I, it was a phone call. It was always a phone, call. A phone call. And okay. started by an email, which always get like, I can't even answer my emails now. I have like 8,000 emails unanswered because I'm like, you have PTSD. Because she might write you an email. She still, she still could. She might write now. Oh my I had God. that from an old boss for years. We, we all, this, all of us that work for this woman. When I opened my email, I would like tense up. Right. We, the reason why I ask is if you, how you guys communicated, because I think like if people are relating to your story, listening to this, they're like, how do I approach the problematic well, family member? I think you handle everything straight on with honesty and transparency. And that's exactly what I did and the I promise you you'll get an answer either the answer is okay we can coexist and figure this out like I said I just really don't want to be your friend I don't want to I don't trust you I don't like you I know you don't like or trust me you right. said I don't like you and I don't trust you yeah, let's just stop being like we're in-laws so we'll see each other and be cordial and that's it I don't want to overlap friends with you I'm done let's have separate lives please and thank you and then it was like the whole family was like if this is what your guy, you guys are going to do. And was been actually supporting me on that. He said, you know what? Some people just don't match. Let's just, just like live yeah. our lives. I said, you can still have a relationship with your brother. He's your fucking brother. Just go on vacation without me. Right. And that was when it was like, either she's on board or everyone's against you guys. And I'm like, this is so, forget it. And I said to him, you know oh, what? Man. What makes you happy? Your family makes me legit miserable. And also like my friends and family, you're fine, but you don't adore them. They don't fill your soul. Mm-hmm. So like one of us has to totally change who we are in order to stay married. And that's not fair to either one of us. Right. So let's just do the damn thing and get divorced. And he was actually like, at first he said, I'm shocked, which was shocking to me that he was shocked. And then he said like a couple days later, thank you for doing what I couldn't. Wow. So you think for a long time this had been weighing on him and you. Yeah, I mean, he you loves didn't w- his family and he liked the dynamic. He's used to it. It's all coolio with him. But that's the thing is like, I promise you, if you're at least honest with people, you will get an answer. And so the answer was like, this is not like, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And the only way to coexist in this family is to do something that's going to make me like literally like drink martinis at eight o'clock in the morning and like, which like stuff my personality, my soul. So... I'm like, this isn't going to work. How it's, cr- like, it's crazy it lasted five years. Yeah, I was wondering like how long like, it... Did, how was your relationship realized. with your husband? Like, yeah. Did you guys... We like never had sex, which I loved. I was like, this is ideal. Um, <laughs> did he want to? I'm just so curious. Did he initiate like, sex? 
he kind of left me alone, he which stopped. is why I married him. God, oh, we weren't very sexual. Okay. I also convinced myself when we were like dating and getting engaged and stuff. I was like, people just need to end up with their sexual like match. So like, it's like a sexual puzzle piece. Like, if you have the highest sex drive, be with somebody with a high sex drive. If you have a low one, be with somebody with a low one. So I just thought we were like in the lower quadrant. I I get that. That makes sense. Like, yeah, you. I I that, that makes total sense. But he probably just hated me the whole time. <laughs> no. He's like, listen, my mom hates you, and it makes me not want to fuck you. I just gotta be honest. So really, it, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't normally make people want to fuck. Doesn't you. get my dick hard. Was the divorce crazy? No, it was super good. Fast, okay. super amicable. We had a prenup. Got it. Well, we then just, there you go. Technically, it was sell the apartment. He didn't want to sell the apartment, and I'm like, you know what? I then let's figure out some sort of uh, like compensation for the apartment so that you get stay in it. We did pretty quickly. Okay, and yeah, we were. I mean, we were divorced within like I would say. Eight months of separation. Did you okay. keep the Chanel bag and the red bottoms? You know it, Queen. <laughs> and you also let me keep the Rolex. Thank oh, you. Okay. And you divorce well. I know I do. I really. I. You know, it's too bad I fell in love right after because I could have done this to like a lot of guys. I would have been like. <laughs> I would have been like Lily Vanderwoodson. You still have the She's same. She's my role model. You just still recycle the same emails that you use for his family. You're like, I already have the emails read. I don't like you. I don't want to be your friend. And I'm not a part of this family. But I'll take that Rolex. Thank you. So when you're in a deal, he gets to hang out with you. And also, you can find a situation where you marry someone that's very rich. You don't have to have sex. And they can have sex with other people. You know, you still get their money. Now, in retrospect, though, yeah, I'm like, well, up. if I was going to be a big old lesbian, <laughs> you know what? Who knows what? Who knows what he's doing these days? I'm like, shit. Why don't we just stay together and like have flings on the side? Yeah. Oh, Did you suggest that? No, because I didn't know. She didn't you know. realize. I didn't know. It was Is a he thing. Um, remarried or anything? As far as I know, no. Okay. Available. No or, communication. Um, I'm pretty sure he's available. Guys, he's great. He sounds rich. If you have Between him and your brother, I think I'm going to get laid soon. I mean, okay. honestly, I swear, like, I want to set him up with people, but if he does, he your doesn't ex. Really trust me. So I don't think that would really work. Like, I could just like, try to run into Just it. pretend like you don't know me. I can tell you where he's going to be, probably. Um, what if I started dating skin? your husband and then. Never mentioned that I knew you. And then we started dating. We were pretty serious. And he started to go back in the podcast archives. And he's like, what the fuck? He would. And then I tear apart the family. Oh, my God. For the second time. I'm just smiling. <laughs> it's a long con. It was a long, long con. Years after. No, sometimes I'm so paranoid that I'm like, is my girlfriend Taylor a long con from his family? Like, I think that. Like, oh I'm like, God. is she's she like, with me? And like, they, they, she's like, her for like yeah. they paid her for like 10 years. So she's got like... Six more to go. Okay, now we, <laughs> we got to hear about that. Now we're so. When did you realize your deep love for pussy? <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> still looking. Um, oh, you don't like that either. So I think I'm. You know, if I have to pick a sexuality, I'm going to go with asexual. Okay, I'm just messing with you. I'm very curious how you like. <laughs> well, okay, met so yeah, I want to know how you met her. So she yeah. was like my Most new of- best friend. We worked together, okay. and then um, shortly after divorce. So she, I met her in October. We were separated. So she came to my life when I was like knew I was gearing up for separation and like needed to find my own friends because we had all these couple friends and we like live in his like it's his turf. I'm from Boston, mm-hmm. so I was like I'm going to start making new friends that are girls. And he was like okay whatever. So I like created. This this like new crew and she was a part of that crew. Okay. And so we became close. I didn't know she was gay. And when I found out, I was like, I'm so cool. I have a lesbian friend. Good for me. You know, mm-hmm. like filling the quota. And <laughs> I'm so dynamic I'm and so diverse. Di- I'm such and a New Yorker. I know. Right. 
And we just, so she became like one of my closest friends. And knowing that I was gearing up for this, I needed people that didn't like, that weren't entrenched in our relationship. So I think that's, I put like so much into our friendship and whatever. So I told her like maybe a month before I was going to divorce him, maybe even shorter. I'm like, I'm divorcing him, whatever. So I was like, my lawyer told me to pack a bag of all my Chanel bags and all my, all my Rolexes. All my Rolexes and your and red I need, I need to, a Big trusted bag. friend. To, yeah. So you're my trusted friend, which says, she was my best friend at the time. So she kept on my shit. I would like crash on her couch, other friends' couches. And then like, I would say, I don't know. We, I was drinking a lot, like a month and a half, two months, two and a half months afterwards. I We were out one night. We were like always hanging out and she kissed a girl and I got like jealous. And mm-hmm. I'd seen her kiss girls before and that never triggered me that way. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so wild. I'm a divorcee. <laughs> this is what we do. So I was like, let's just like bring it up when we're drunk, which would be the very next day. And I was like, we should make out. And she was like, no, thank you. Uh, Rejected. And she was like, but did you say it as like a joke? No. I was like, no, for real, real. And she was like, no, for real, real. Because you're straight. You're going through a divorce. And she just knew. She like, I lose interest in like two seconds. And I'm kind of your best friend, judging by how often you sleep on my couch. So maybe we can just be friends. That's probably better for longevity. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then we went on this trip together that was like kind of like a work trip that I had already like hired her for like in advance because she does videography. You hired her so you could fuck her. Yeah, I I, I was basically Harvey Weinstein. Basically. (laughs) I was like, want to watch me shower? She's a (laughs) predator. See that plant over there? I'm going to jerk off into it. That's Louie, right? I can't keep him straight. So we were sharing a room and a bed because when I booked it, we were friends and I was saving costs because I was getting a divorce. Like wink, wink, you were saving costs. You're like, they only had rooms with one bed. (laughs) If Raina does this to me one day. We check into hotels and she's always like, did you make sure to get a room with two beds? And I'm like, no, Ashley, I specifically asked for rooms with one bed because I'm dying to sleep with your five foot ten body. I want to listen to the white noise in your phone. I want you to snore next to my ear. That's what I'm really looking for. Bitch, you're the one that's I actually put a note in the reservation and I'm like, when we check in, tell the person I'm with, you only have rooms with one bed. It's gonna, I know you do. I'm kidding. We just get separate rooms now. And we don't sit together on planes either. <laughs> except that one time. We sat like together once guys roll. and Raina popped open a soup. I'm like, this bitch. <laughs> one time we sat together. I actually just, I'm, going, I'm taking my first trip without Ashley. Um, Are you this, scared? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Um, no, my first trip in like four months without her, I'm taking it. We're, I will have been back. I guess by the time this episode comes out, but yeah, I don't know how to like do airports without her. I don't know how I'm going to put my suitcase up in the bin without oh, her. That is hard without a friend. I don't yeah. know. How to, I mean, I'm clearly the man in this relationship just yes. by on my build alone. But yeah, I mean, who's going to yell at people for me? I just I don't know how to do th- airports without her. We're codependent. All right. So anyway, right. so now you Harvey so we winds up on that trip. Con her into being in bed. Yes, totally. And Were then, you guys drinking? Always, I'm always drinking. Right. I feel like she finally was like, Ugh, okay, she fine. was like, the first time I met you, I had a crush on you, saw right. your enormous Obviously. engagement ring, figured she's taken that, so we'll be friends, and that was okay. that. But then when you like said let's make out, I got scared because I like don't no lesbian wants to be the one that like the straight girl experiments. With. I get it. Nobody would want that. And then but she ha- was like, "You really want to do this? Do this though? Like, are we going to be in a relationship? Because I think that's the only way that we can like go forward." And I was like, "Well, I'm not really a hooker upper. Like, I'm not like a Tinder girl. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could, yeah, I could commit to that. But I'm like, but we're gonna keep it a big, huge secret, okay? So come back in the closet with me. And uh-huh. then I was like, in like really slow because I'm so scared, like. Like this is I felt like I was like 13 again. Like what's 
private parts. Mm-hmm. Say private parts. Right. Well, and that was the first time you'd ever like been with a girl? Ever. Okay. Ever, ever, But ever. you just knew you were attracted to her? Yeah. It was like, she's like, you guys will meet her one day. She is, everyone's attracted to her. She's six foot tall. She's thin. She's blonde. She's got swagger. She looks like Blake Lively. That's who I would oh, want to be with too. It's yeah. stupid. I mean, I'm trying to be a lesbian. I can help I don't. You. I hope nobody like is offended by that. I like just no. genuinely think I would do better as a lesbian. I, I am thriving. I think sexuality is really fluid. One of my best totally. friends um, was, so, I mean, she doesn't care if I say this on the podcast. She was a huge whore in high school and college. She fucked everything. They're normal lesbians. All of a sudden she, I mean, she loves it. <laughs> and she is married to a man now, uh, a wonderful man who she's been with for a long time. But um, she dated a girl for like four years right in between. And like a girl who's very butch and like, I was just like, you know, are you a lesbian? I, I mean, I was young when this house, 22. I was like, are you a lesbian? Like I was trying to define it. And she was like, it's just about the person. Mm-hmm. She, That's where I am. I don't think that a- she had like the verbiage to put to it, you know, because I didn't either. I was 22. I didn't fucking know. I didn't know people that woke up and suddenly were a lesbian. But she was like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm just like a person. I'm in love with this person. And I think there's a lot to probably be said for feminine and masculine energy. Like there's totally. like, there's women that I've found myself feeling like maybe attracted to. Yeah. And then because they are serving like a little more of like an energy that I'm attracted to. Yeah. That like I wouldn't find in certain men. Totally. Like it's just, I remember that woman in Atlanta. I was like, am I flirting with her? Yeah. Tell me about her. She was like giving off vibes. Uh-huh. Like we sat there in the corner and talked for a while. And was I was there like, a lot huh. of touching? It was like a little touchy. Yeah. I was just like, she like, uh, she had like a sexy energy to me. That's, she, I think that's great though. I think sexuality can be fluid. Like I've, I mean, I've hooked up with girls. I like really enjoyed hooking up with girls and I don't identify as gay, but like I enjoyed making out with girls. I mean, I've gone down on girls. I've had girls go down on me. Like, do you consider yourself bisexual? I don't, you know, I don't want to be like, it was that phase. Cause that diminishes like how important of a thing that was in my life. Like right. I was like 19. I hooked up with girls. I really have always really liked lesbian porn. It was, I, it was just something I really wanted to do. I was attracted to women. And honestly today I'm not, I'm not like just, I'm not hiding it. If I wanted to hook up with a girl, I'd hook up with a girl. Totally. Um, but I just think that like you you change and your preferences change. And totally. I hooked up with girls. I wanted to. I did it. I, I'm glad I had the experience. It doesn't, it's not something I want to do today, but like I'm, I, I'm, I think it's an important thing that I did. I mean, your taste in men changes, you know? I know, I know. I've, I always say that if Tay and I don't work out, which like, whatever, I'll be like outside your window, I've jumped off the roof. Yeah, we'll but you. It's a great rooftop. I know, it seems very yeah, high. Hang out on the roof before you jump. Have some, have some rosé up there and then just take it, <laughs> up, take it up. But I, I'm i like, I would find a really, the oldest, richest dude I could find because I would never, I swear to God, I'm. this is so cheesy, I, I am so in love with Taylor. I've never experienced love like this and she's the love of my life. I would never find this kind of love again. There'd be no fucking point. So let's just find a rich dude with no sister-in-laws and like just get on that goddamn private jet. I I hear you. Okay. So you were like, okay, I guess we'll date. I don't know. And then was it just on from then? It was on, but it was like slow. Like, like I was so scared going down on her. It was like so scary. Like, am I going to hate this? Like, cause I feel like too, when you're raised in like straight culture men are so mean about vaginas like mm-hmm. they say like they smell they're ugly like I'm like I've been traumatized from like high school there was a kid in my town my mom was like never let a boy touch your vagina because he'll tell everybody what it looks like and what it smells like and I was like ah and then I'm in high school and my friend's sister who was older hooked up with like the town hunk and he told everybody it trickled down to middle school that's how much everyone knew like I think my mom knows that this girl he hooked up with her vagina was like chopped beef hamburger meat and oh. i and every time i see her when i go home for like thanksgiving i'm like burger 
cheeseburger badge. Like I can't drop it. Like Arby's, it's, we got the meats. It's like roast, roast beef, beef sandwich. sandwich. Well, actually, Nikki Glazer does a very funny joke. It's <laughs> she, one of my favorite jokes. Do you watch her special? And she yes. she talks about how men like. And you guys should watch her special. It's called Bangin'. We all promote it all the time. It's on Netflix. But she she says how men like call it roast beef, and she's like going off just like you did. And she goes, but it's so dead on. She goes, <laughs> it does look like that. It's so dead on. And I, like again, that's men should never vagina shame. But like it's funny the way she says it. What did she but say? That, like, she said it was why? a suitcase that was like packed poorly. That's what she says <laughs> in one of her specials. A sloppily packed yeah, suitcase. Past suitcase, but I think that like it's so crazy. Like this is a gaping hole into your body. Yes. Or, first of all, of course it smells. It's a hole to your it's to the for inside a baby of the to cavity come out of. of your body. Yes. So of course it smells. But like, let's talk about what else smells. Dicks. Right. Dicks yeah. are such a prize, and what? your balls, and also like it's. It's not what vaginas are beautiful, but like everybody's looks different. Nobody was born with a perfect labia, right? Like who gives? A well, shit? I have a lot of labia shame and fear, you know, about so how like, what the situation but is. I, but uh, it's like you can track it back to where it happened. Like we can all like all the things that we are like insecure about and we're traumatized from, you know why like tracks back to your childhood, this kid in the neighborhood and your parents. It's like, duh, right. Of course you, you feel that way. But I will say I've never, this is so gay. <laughs> I've never loved my vagina more than when I was a lesbian. Cause I like, I'm, I'm like, well, vaginas are beautiful. Be proud of yours. Be proud of yours. Like I think Nikki totally. thinks like, I'll say this because Nikki has always been with men. I understand why she has vagina hate. And she's like, it, it does smell. It is weird looking, but you know what? It's not. They smell good. <laughs> they do. I love the way well, my Raina smells. was upset recently. She, you thought yeah. you, you thought it wasn't smelling. Remember you, you called oh, me I and you told were, Ashley that my vagina didn't have a smell anymore. <laughs> and, but I thought that was a positive thing and she was upset no, about it. It was odorless for like a while and I Sometimes was like, that happens. Why? It's okay. Just call me the next time that happens. Why? I'll walk you through it. Why is there no odor? I'm like so... Because I like love the way my vagina Put on fat bladics and run around the block. You'll be fine. <laughs> Raina's like, I'm not doing that. She doesn't work out a day in her life. She's like, I'm never going to oh do that. Oh my God, same. No. No, 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 no. But I've had like more like co- vagina confidence than I've ever had before. Yeah. I, and, I, I, of course, I believe that being with a woman. Yeah. What was it like? I'm so curious. I just, I remember this moment. I still remember it like when I was with my girlfriend who you know, um, when she told me that she was dating a woman and I just like couldn't get it through my head. Like, oh, I have so many friends. I was like, so oh. young because I, I just, I kept saying like, what do you mean? Like I wanted her to define it. I wanted her to explain it to me. I had like a really hard time. Now I don't give a shit. I'm like so much more evolved than that. But right. how, Okay, so how did your friends react to this? My friends weren't great, honestly. They were kind of cunts about it. Um, they were just like super judgy. Like they were like, and the what? No, wait. And then I'm like, you guys remember how much I hated dicks? It kind of tracks. And they yeah. were like, what? No, you're just being crazy. You're wasted. Are you doing drugs again? It was just like so much judgment. <laughs> And they just like couldn't, you know, they were short circuiting, which was crazy because they all had fucking orgies with each other on spring break and broke like sliding glass doors. So I'm like, what the, you can't judge me. Well, they were like, it's different because I was just drunk and hooking up with a girl. I'm not dating a girl. So hypocritical. They're like, I'm Mexican Xanax. They're like, that's why I did it. (laughs) They all voted for Trump too. Um, (laughs) Who honestly, who knows? Um, My parents were atrocious. Um, My mom, my dad better than my mom. My mom literally tried to adult ground me. And I was like, I (laughs) pay my own rent. Because dad and you didn't, uh, thank you for not. Dad, maybe if you were my guarantor, you could have some say in this. Uh, but now but I gotta go. Excellent callback. <laughs> you missed that boat. <laughs> um, dad, I didn't get murdered, but I'm a lesbian now. He's <laughs> <What's laughs> like, man, What's I mean, worse? I'll hire Hitman now. Um, <laughs> they weren't awesome. They weren't awesome. But now they're super great. And I had to have that weird conversation where they were like, finally, my mom was like, I'm so sad. This is like months later. And I just said to her, 
Don't ask about my relationship. Like, I, like if I was like fucking a million different guys tonight, you would be none the wiser. And I wouldn't tell you. My private mm-hmm. life is my private life. Don't ask me. Mm-hmm. She was like, fine. And then like six months later, I'm like fully with Taylor now. She's like basically living with me. And my mom comes to visit and I'm like, hide your stuff. Like, leave. Yeah. Go to like Panera down the street. So you were still hiding it for six months. Yeah. Okay. And then my mom, I was on vacation with my parents. Soup's fun. And they were like, we were going to Turks and Caicos. I was like, I'll be there for one and a half nights. They were like, it's Turks and Caicos. I was like, and you're there. So... Right. <laughs> They were like, get in and get out. My mom said, I'm, she started crying. I'm just so sad. I really encouraged the divorce. I thought it would make you happier. And you're not happier. I said, Mom, I'm so happy. And she said, Well, you never tell me. And then my dad was like, Is it because Taylor makes you happy? And I was like, Uh huh. Yeah. And so then they were like, Okay, let's do this. Let's, and we stepped to like the sun came up. Oh my God. And I said, Ask all the questions. Ask them all. I know I can see them in your brain. Yeah. And so I love that you said that. Just they did. Ask me anything. They asked about. Dildos. My mom denies it, but she did it. But your dad wanted it. Your brother? Did you talk to your Do brother? Do you guys about drink? Or is everybody drinking? We were all drinking. So you basically like they were upset, then they were in denial, and then you had to come to Jesus. And then it was like, okay, we're doing this and we'll try to be. And then my tailor was so cool. She was like, I came out with my family. My family's Catholic too. I get it. Oh, right. It takes a while. Because it's like they weren't expecting it. So she said, you just have to keep going back and being you because their biggest fears are going to become a different person, you know? And like it, who you're with doesn't define who you are. So I just keep going back and being like me and normal and bring Taylor back and just be us and normal ish. I mean, we definitely curb down like the romance factor when so we're with like, our families. You know, like hold hands at first. It's the only thing like that. that like, I'm I mean, like, keenly aware of. I mean, okay. most parents just want to see their kids happy. I mean, and I guess also if you grow up really Catholic or whatever religious, it's like a fear of the unknown, right? So they're, they're just, just like, wait a minute, what is, what's going to happen to our daughter? It's like literally nothing. Nothing. But you know what it is? You, everyone in this world has expectation. And so your parents' expectation is like of like you being happy or your life's going to look like theirs a lot. I mean, being a parent's kind of narcissistic in a way. Yeah. So I feel like when you don't mimic their life, it's like, insulting or concerning. My dad's number one thing is like money. Like he's like, I get that. do you have money? Are you going to have money? Are you going to have enough money? Pay for dinner. And I'm like, but that doesn't track. If you're worried about money, why am I paying for dinner? These are your children. I did not create them. Right. But I think he's like testing me. And now I've become almost like my dad's peer. Like we're both breadwinners. Uh-huh. And so he now talks to me kind of like I'm the son. He, <laughs> yeah. The older son he never had, but n- n- he never knew how much he wanted. Um, <laughs> I think you're so right though. Parents just want their kids to be happy. And they hear like, she's a lesbian. And is she never going to have kids now? Is she never going to be accepted by society? Yes. And, you know, and I think that they're probably like, a, I mean, obviously Catholic guilt is different because religion, but like there's probably a huge part of them. It's just like, is her life going to be harder? And it is. I love what you said about the narcissism. That is so accurate. Like yeah. on some deep level, it has to be that like, you don't want the same type of life. So they feel judged. Like I'm rejecting. Like you're rejecting the, the lifestyle that they thought was the norm and what everyone should strive for. That's yep. like a, that's an interesting take. I'm sure that's how a lot of people feel. They wouldn't admit it. Yeah. But it's like the underlying level of why it's they're really upset. It. I just think that like, you know, my parents would have the same reaction that they just wanted me to have an easy life. Yep. And, and my mom kids. said, life is hard enough. Yeah. You don't need one more thing making it harder. But I was like, but remember how sad I was when I was doing the thing that was normal and like socially acceptable? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, so... I was miserable. I'm just different. This yeah. is just me. Yeah. And this is what makes me happy. And now they're like... They're so gung-ho about Taylor. Like I I acted like a true psycho at my parents' house over the summer because I thought somebody was looking at Taylor. I mean, I went ape shit on this person. It was a disaster. Like a jealousy thing? It was like, it was truly psycho. Okay. It was like, it was a really big problem. I'm in therapy now because of it. It was like, that was like my, my part of my apology was like, only, we'll forgive you only if you go back to therapy. And I was like, done. Uh, Oh my God. So that happened. 
but my parents were like, it's so insulting to Taylor. She's so trustworthy. But like hearing my parents finally quantify those things and like, you don't want to lose her. The silver lining was like, I understood that my parents fully accept our relationship and are so here for it. Yeah. You know, so it was actually, so like out of me being psychotic, something good came of it. Did you find somebody? I just yelled at this poor girl and I was like, I see you looking at her. And it was just, but like I bawled her out. This poor thing. She was like, not even from this country. She barely spoke English. Oh my God. It was so bad, you guys. You're still in forced therapy because of it. I'm I'm working on it. We all snap sometimes. to write her an apology letter still. You wrote the girl a letter? I'm going to. Do you know her? I know her like through a friend of a friend. (laughs) Taylor. I yelled at my friend's friend. Whatever, we all, like, <laughs> we're all going through stuff, okay? Sometimes you snap. Ashley yells at me all the time. Shut up. <laughs> um, I just, I want to, I always like people to like go away with a piece of advice. And I think like such a beautiful piece of advice is to hammer home. Like I did have this quote unquote normal life and normal relationship that you wanted me to have. And I was miserable. Miserable. And I think that that's what's important to hammer home to people that are, you know, a little scared of maybe like coming out or, you know, mm. talking to their family about something. The divorce definitely set me on like a track that I'd never been on. It was like the break the rule track, you know? It's like, well, I fucked up my marriage. I'm now 50% of the, of the country that gets divorced. I have to check that stupid box. I, I'm divorced mm-hmm. when I go to the doctor. And it's like, it kind of was liberating though. It's like, well, let's just keep trying things that we're not supposed to do. Right, it almost just like breaks the seal. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> like, broke the hymen, finally. Broke the hymen. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that, that's so, I want to hear a little bit about your relationship. It's like fucking great. It's I'm great. obsessed with her. It's so not perfect. We fight like crazy. We're so, there's so many feelings, more so for me than her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, <laughs> deeply madly psycho crazy in love with her I'm like obsessed with her and I just like I, I like I'm like why is this person with me like I am a but total disaster she probably disaster. feels like that about you right like, I mean I think she's you know <laughs> <laughs> wait is she the Eagles fan she's the Eagles go fan go birds yep. I love it I've seen your she's I am now an Eagles fan girl. that's fucking love she's just like the best I love her family like this is my person and the, I will say though the, the hardest part is like, I'm really scared about money. That's just it in nuts and bolts. Like, that's my biggest fear. I feel like pain equality is real. And two gay guys together, a dream. Mm-hmm. Double male income. Mm-hmm. Two women, it's a bit more of a struggle. And Tay really wants kids. I say this. I love Tay more than I love not having kids. Mm-hmm. So we'll have kid, maybe two. But I would be happy just the two of us forever. You would. But that would make, she would be like a piece of her soul would be missing. So. God, that's a whole nother. We'll have you back to talk about this. Fuck yeah. It's, that is such a thing. Like for, it's, I'm never going to have kids. I'm, I'm I just, so I know that I'm not, but I'm, I also don't have a partner. You know what I mean? But I think Raina, you have said that before. Like Raina veer, veers a little more towards maybe not wanting kids, but like if your partner really wants them, it's like, well, I love you. Yeah. So I mean, and I always, my whole life, I always thought I wanted kids. And I remember even my brother, like a couple of years ago said to me, like, you know, I really feel like you're the kind of person that like, even if you didn't have a romantic partner, you would have kids on your own. Cause I know it's so important to you. Like I was like that my most wow. of my life that I was born to be a mother, just like most people. I thought I was born to have kids. That's yeah. what you do. And I always thought like, yeah, then I'll just get pregnant on my own and I'll raise kids. And now Ugh. I don't know why it's just, my life is changed a little bit and I don't necessarily want kids. I don't necessarily not want kids. I'm sort of like you. If I met somebody I was super in love with, a guy I went out with last week, I mean, on first date, he said to me, like, I don't really want kids. Oh, and wow. I, what a dream. <laughs> it would be a huge problem for me if someone... Also, 
for the record, I mean, so many more people are choosing not to have kids. I mean, the world is changing. Yes. Well, thank drastically. God, right? I Wait, mean, well, yeah. I feel like, bef- like before now, you're like a social leper. I don't feel like that kids. at all anymore. I just, I just, the more I talk to people, the more, and then, then the more people that have kids, they hate their kids. But anyway, so like, Legit. I just feel like if I date a guy that was like, God, I have a big family. Like I, I'm the man quote unquote traditional man in the sense of I want to know that up top if it's a deal breaker I, we, we will not work I'm not I wouldn't that 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 because it's like the woman has to carry the kids I think for you I know. though it's great that you tell people that and I was glad that he told me you know yeah. what I mean I didn't ask by the way and I am I'm exactly oh, I didn't know actually, this I like him even more exactly I well, know, I don't, he's, he's great but, well, um, but maybe you should date him no she can't have him he's mine now <laughs> I'm not, eh. um, he's cute but he's not my type and then would you not have babies you'd be fine with that I mean he's, we're not a serious relationship but I, I could see myself if I was with somebody that was like I love you I want to have kids together. That's our project for the rest of our lives is we're going to be parents. I want to do that with you. I really see it as a beautiful thing you can do with a partner. I mean, and if my partner really wanted it, I'd say yes. But I could also be very happy, I think, not doing I mean, we'll it. We'll see where our career is, Raina, because it just might not be in the cards for you. I mean, if we're on tour, I mean, what are you going to do? Fucking have a baby Seriously. anyway? I mean, well, I, I'm not going to carry, so I'm I've always, got that option. I know. I'm always drunk. I could be a dad. Married. I feel like I could be a dad. You guys, I'm always drunk always. Oh, no, I told Taylor, I'm like, I'm the dad, 20% parroting, you're 80%. Cool, okay, great. I feel like I, sometimes I've told people, like, I just, I don't know. Oh, maybe I could be a kid. I just don't want to carry it. And they're like, you want to be a dad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess I want to be the dad. Yeah, I want to be the breadwinner dad. I'm every like, man on earth is like, I want to have kids. I'm like, of course you want to have kids. Yeah. What's it to you? They should have no say. It doesn't affect your body. No. Nope. It doesn't affect your time. I mean, yes, good dads. It affects your time. But like, yeah, you can just leave at any you time. You can be a bad dad <laughs> and no one cares. <laughs> You're like, I your kid cares a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You That's ruin true. a person's life forever, but it's fine. <laughs> so, well, I love that you said that. I mean, and also just, I like that you're transparent about money. I mean, what, what is, what does she do? So she is in production. She works for this company called oh, that's right. The Female Quotient. You've hired her. You... Oh, we're doing a, no. we're, we're speaking there what? on Friday. No shit. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, I'll come. I'll come pop in. Yeah, we'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So will she be there? Work? She, you'll meet her. Yeah, I can't She'll wait. She'll be there. That's so great. Okay, so you guys are both in this creative space. Yeah, I mean, listen, she, She's, she's like head of production for them. They love, love, love her. I heard her negotiate her salary with them and I was really impressed. I was like, damn, that's how it's done. She like knows her self-worth. Again, the company is like, they ingratiate to every single person that works for them. Um, so of course, they're good negotiators, but I think we'll be fine. But it's, it's, it's people don't, I mean, I, I never want to sound condescending about living in New York to live here and then also attempt to have children here. I've, I've always said this, like, again, I don't want children. I can't hammer it home enough. But I, if I was ever going to have a kid in New York, I'd have to be so rich. You have to be a millionaire. Like, you have I'm to not be joking. A, Our apartment was two and a half million dollars and it still felt small. It's, it's an apartment. Right. It's wild. So it's like what you're, you're like, yeah, two people are going to be like making a great income, but you're like, okay, but we still live in a crazy expensive city and we want to have children. We need to like double this income. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to be clear. That was my apartment. Was. The, with the husband. With husband. He's still there, even though he's not supposed to be. I think he is. Yeah. I really could have used that money. I'll be there. You guys, I'll be there soon. I'll see the two and a half million dollar apartment. <laughs> I'll be, be fucking in that apartment in no time. I decorated the shit out of it. You're welcome. <laughs> I sent you selfies. I'm like, did you decorate this? I'm like, like, oh my God, girl, don't you love that corner chair? <laughs> don't you love that light fixture? I got it at Calypso Home. Rest in peace. It's no longer in existence. I want that I wanted to rip it out of the ceiling when I left, but I didn't. I could see you doing that though. Now, <laughs> no, and now that I know you a little bit better, I see you on a ladder ripping something out of the ceiling. A hundred percent. I really regret not doing it. I thought I'd find it. I'll get it for you. Thank you. 
<laughs> Did you like stash some money somewhere we can treasure hunt for it? No, God, girls, nothing. I think my, I left a pearl necklace there somewhere. I bet you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get that for you too. Get that for me. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to wrap up with you, but I want to know, I just always like to ask, like, what do you, you guys have a solid relationship? You're super in love. Do you feel like you have any tips for relationships? Is it like just the standard communication, transparent? You know what it is? Um, Supporting we, each other's scream at somebody so bad you have to go to therapy. You got it. Yeah, totally. That's it. I think that like I will say this: the difference in being in a same-sex relationship. I think that girls like are just a little bit like we're more comfortable with emotions and emoting in general. Taylor really though, my dad was raising like Taylor's more like a dude than your ex-husband was like a dude. Like she loves sports. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to watch. Bravo. It really hurts my feelings. Ashley doesn't either. It hurts my feelings. Oh my God. I'm like, you were being such a Teresa and she doesn't even know what that means. I know Teresa, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only franchise I liked was New Jersey. (laughs) But like, I think what happens is like, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Men speak a different language than women. I really, truly believe this. Of course. So I think that we at least speak the same language, which means we communicate a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And we do like a lot of I feel, and I'm sorry, I hurt you. You know what I mean? There's like a a little bit more... I guess self-awareness and responsibility because you know what girls are people pleasers so when even if you make someone cry and if you didn't mean to and you're like you're fucking crazy you did that to yourself you like want to make them feel better whereas men kind of are like in they're just biologically selfish I feel like more, it's like survival yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's I'm sorry you feel like that yeah and like I don't get it you know whereas a girl's yeah. like I don't get it but like I hate to see you cry <laughs> so there's like a All we right. indulge each other's feelings a lot more I'm better at it than she is. I just want to be clear. I think, I, I mean, I just, you speak the same language. That couldn't, uh-huh. you couldn't have said that better. Yeah. Ashley, so. Ashley's definitely going to be a lesbian now. It sounds, sounds like a, a lesbian great relationship. I'm being convinced every, with every episode. <laughs> Even last week, Mary Beth Rowan, I was like, we should go on a date. <laughs> <laughs> totally. She's hot. She yes. is. I know. <laughs> she's so great. Um, all right. Well, tell people, you were phenomenal. I feel like we covered so many topics we haven't covered, which I'm obsessed with. Yay. Um, tell people all the places they can find you. First and foremost, follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker. Check out my hot girlfriend and I mean when I Instagram story like it is fine. Um, if you like me and you want more you can subscribe to my radio show by going to taylorstrecker.com. It's $6.95 a month but it's 10 hours of content a week and it's live. You can call what? in. Yeah, it's two oh, hours right, every day. Friday, Monday through Friday. So it's like oh, a, wow. it's kind of like when, when what series took away from me mm-hmm. I gave back to my audience. Okay. And then if you are cheap... <laughs> You can go listen to my podcast. It's free. Taste of Taylor. Did you make that reference when you became a lesbian? I'm kidding. Totally. <laughs> Honestly, I fucking hate the name of my podcast. Taste can I like change Taylor? it? <laughs> it is a little suggestive. If I know you're getting your pussy ate. Okay. This took a turn. I have to tell you, I went on a podcast the other day and this guy had never looked up what our podcast is. He thought it was a cooking show. Shut up. Girls got to eat. And then I just I just roasted him for the whole show. I was like, it's open season on you, buddy. I yeah. love it. I was like, yeah, it's a fucking cooking show. You didn't even just Google the description. Literally could have just Googled it. Literally. It's also in our Instagram bio, whatever. Anyway, um, well, you've been so incredible. Thank you so much. You guys, thank you. You're amazing. I'm obsessed with you. I'm serious. Like hashtag honored, hashtag blessed. For real though, no irony. We'll be together again. Yay. We should collab again. Yes. And guys, stick around. We're just going to do a quick segment like we always do at the end of every episode we have some of your funniest emails to read and uh we'll be right back all right we're back with a new segment okay i have to be honest i know nothing about this segment (laughs) i know nothing about how it was conceptualized i think i was on like a date or something and you told me that you like thought of this and i was like yeah okay you put it on our instagram story so you're gonna have to explain you know nothing okay i know nothing here's what happened 
I was in the Atlanta airport delayed for eight hours. Remember this? And I was like, should I go to Terminal B to get piece of cake? Piece of cake in Atlanta. It's my favorite food in all of Atlanta. It's cake. I've never tasted cake as good as piece of cake in Atlanta. Nowhere here. None of the famous places that have been on the Food Network or whatever. I've never had cake as good. Piece of cake in Atlanta. Can't recommend enough. There's one in the airport. So I went to another terminal because I was like, I still, this. we've been delayed for hours. And then I post this on my Instagram story. And I told a story as I was sitting there eating cake. I wrote it out of my story. And the story is that um, an ex of mine, uh, when we dated and we were like, good, I told him, if you're ever trying to like win me over or apologize or like impress me, anything, it's not flowers or whatever. It's piece of cake. Like I just said it kind of in passing, you know, like this is, this is my weakness. This is my sweet spot, whatever. And um, he would get me a piece of cake for my birthday. I remember like I would come home from a trip and he would have like cake and flowers and wine. It was really sweet. And then... (laughs) until it wasn't. And we got in a huge fight. He did a terrible thing. And we were off and on. It was bound to end. But like he did one of the most final terrible things that he ever did. And I was like, I am breaking up with you. Like there's no more. This is bad. And he called me. He kept calling me and be like, I need to come over and talk to you. I need to come over and talk to you. And I was like, no, we're done. Like I can't do this anymore. It's been off and on. Like it's been this, it's been too toxic for too long. And he finally was like, I need to come over because I have something new to give you. And I was just out of curiosity. I had to be like, what is it? I would have to know. He said, I have a car full of a slice of every flavor of piece of cake. Well, that's just wasteful. Okay. (laughs) And I was stubborn and I was so mad and I just wanted to be done with a relationship. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, bring it to work, you know, like give that cake to somebody else. And I said this in my Instagram story. I said, the biggest regret I have of that entire relationship is not not saying to leave the cake on the doorstep. You're so right. <laughs> like 20 flavors, probably 20 slices of cake. Like I just, I think about that cake all the time. I would think about it every day. You talk about it. We drove out in Atlanta and you brought it up. So I would think about that every I'm day. I'm just like, who got to eat that cake? Who got to eat my breakup cake? So I put this on my story just because I was bored in the airport and just, you know, being silly on my story and got an overwhelming amount of DMs of girls telling me similar stories about foods and dudes and choosing foods over dudes and all this stuff. So I just said, DM me, email us, and we're going to do a segment called Foods Over Dudes. And so... It's happening. um, Yeah, that's happening. Okay. Do you want to start with? Yeah, sure. This one's simple. I just like these, you got to visualize these, you okay. guys. They're not, they might not be the funniest things you've ever heard us do, but like if you actually picture it and you're like, a woman would do that, it's like, yes, it's so funny. Okay. She said, I one time went back into my ex's house five minutes after a breakup to get the half of a gourmet cupcake I left. Uh, respect. Absolutely, I would. They broke up and she's like, nope, I'm going to get that half of a cupcake. Yeah, you need to heal from the breakup. And what, what's going to make you feel better than the cupcake? I would think about leaving that there forever. <laughs> I, you're right though. If you think about like how mad you are after a breakup and you're like, you have the wherewithal to go get a half a cupcake. <laughs> Not even a whole cup. Just the half. Just the- okay. Um, I just had made pizza before my last woman broke up with me. And after he was like, I can't do this anymore. I stared at him for a minute and then ate my entire pizza as he tried to explain himself. My friends were like, why didn't you wait to eat? But I would rather have someone dump me for their trash ex than let fresh hot pizza go cold. I just imagine this girl just... Just like sitting there, not even listening Stone to what he's saying. Stone cold eating pizza. eating pizza. To be able to eat a pizza while you get dumped is the only way to get dumped. That's how you know you didn't really care about the person. If you can eat, you're not the right if kind you of can sad. Eat, that is so true. How you knew it wasn't real if you could eat. Okay, Brandon, this one's for you. Yes. Oh, this is about a friend. Sure it is. Okay. Um, 
oh, she was in the she was in the car with her friend, and they're talking about this. That's cute. We love when you guys like are talking about us on a road trip. She said once she was having sex with this guy, and mid thrust grabbed for the bag of goldfish, and straight was fisting goldfish into her mouth while getting fucked. Says she doesn't know which was more pleasurable. Uh, she's my hero. This is. Listen, indisputed. It's the best snack in the whole world. Goldfish crackers. There's nothing better. But can you just keep goldfish by the bed? And you're like, oh my God, like I've been fucking... Raina, you fucked so much in Charleston. Like you probably did get hungry. Like maybe you wish you would have had some goldfish by the bed. I'm dehydrated and ravenous. I wish he was giving me goldfish crackers. Nothing could have made that sex better. (laughs) I respect this girl. I love her. Um, Okay, this made me laugh because it's just like such a New York story. It's like one sentence. Um, I met up with my ex at a New York City dim sum place because I really didn't want to go alone to eat multiple plates. She writes in parentheses, 10, my girl. I ate my weight in food. He paid. We never saw each other again. <laughs> girl, New York City dumplings cost like a dollar. And on a high plates, note. 10 plates cost $6. Yeah, but she was like, I don't want to eat all that food alone. She got desperate. Had that relationship on a high note. This one, this bitch is savage. Okay. My ex didn't want to celebrate his birthday last year, but I convinced him to let me get him a cake and snacks. He explicitly said he wanted... Only yellow cake with chocolate frosting, which I'm not really a fan of. So what do you think I got him for his birthday? An ice cream cake because that's my favorite cake. Oh, and he's lactose intolerant. Your birthday is my birthday. <laughs> like you would do that. He said, I need a cake, the specific kind, and you know I'm lactose intolerant. She was like, ice cream cake She's it is. Like we're doing all the other things. Say no more, fam. I like her. <laughs> your birthday is my birthday. That's I love that quote. She's like, you don't get to eat this or you'll have diarrhea. Um, okay. So I dated this guy for four years. It wasn't great. He put in no effort ever. Oh, and he also took morning baths. Ha, ooh. But he was leaving to move to a different state the next day and told me to come over to his apartment because he had a surprise. I was like, okay, finally, he's going to do something sweet. <laughs> I get ready, look cute, come over. He's watching football with his guy friend, question mark. Okay. Next, he says, why do you look cute? Okay. He tells me the surprise is in the kitchen. I walk in and what's the surprise? All caps, two leftover Olive Garden breadsticks. (laughs) What? What? First time I'm hearing the story too, guys. He then ignored me the rest of the night and hung out with his guy friend. I ate the breadsticks, broke up with him a week later, and now I'm dating a girl and she's taking me to Paris for Christmas. Level up. What a story. I know. This is perfect. This is like our episode. She's going to go get hot, fresh croissant in Paris. Don't DM us. She's going to get croissants. Also, man, I mean, I love an Olive Garden breadstick more than anybody, but they do not keep. They are, that is like cheap ass bread. They go stale the second they leave the restaurant. It's a cheap ass boyfriend i love that she came over and he was like why do you look cute i don't know because you said there was a surprise you said there was a surprise she thought she was getting engaged too he's like there's two breadsticks in the kitchen for you left her from olive garden if they were cheddar bay biscuits from red lobster yes i'll fuck with those you bring them home pop those in the microwave they're delicious also available at the grocery store all right i do love red lobster um cheddar bay biscuits forever okay we'll, we'll wrap it on this one i love this one got into a huge fight with my ex during senior year of college and stormed out of his place. However, we had gone to dinner earlier in the night and I left a fire pad tie in his fridge. (laughs) After going out later, my friends and I snuck into his house at 3 a.m. to steal the pad tie back. (laughs) Ran into his roommate walking out and he just looked at me and nodded. Kept my secret. Mad respect for that guy. Fuck that guy. breaking and entering. Can you imagine the police showed up and you'd have to explain to them what you were there for? I feel like anybody would be like, I hear you. Right. There's, I I feel like police officers would be like, can I get in on that? Or they're like, where's that bad tie from? (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny. Oh my I god! Love that she turned it into an activity with her girlfriends. Yeah, there was a bunch more. A lot of them were very funny. They were very similar. They were like something happened with a food during the breakup or during a fight, and they were like, "I think about that penny olive vodka every day." <laughs> This one girl, she left a bottle of wine that they had joined a wine club together and she left the bottle of wine at his house or something and she was like, think about it every day. Miss you. You don't miss the guy, you miss the The leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, guys, if you have more of these Foods Over Dudes, uh, email us. Hello at girlsgottoeatpodcast.com. Please put Foods Over Dudes in the subject line. And as always, uh, if you have crazy stories, is this weird? It's like our power move, whatever it is, funny, crazy, weird, and you're coming to a live show, email us. Hello, girls, com, and write the name of the city in the subject line. Mm-hmm. We've been having a lot of fun with these live shows. These have been great. We'll bring you up on stage maybe if you write a good enough story. Yeah. But make them true. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Okay. And then Texas, Houston, Dallas, Austin. We'll see you guys in March. Sydney Hustletine's birthday. We can't wait to be there. And yeah, girlsgettypodcast.com, stupidliveshows.com, girlsgettypodcast on Instagram, girls underscore gotta eat on Twitter, Ash Hess on Instagram, Reina.Greenberg on Instagram. We've been loving your tweets. Keep tweeting. Ashley reads them. I read them all for now. Um, and we'll see you guys next Thanks, week. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye. 